You're a rich girl and you're gone too far Cause you know it don't matter anyway You can rely on the old man's money You can rely on the old man's money It's a bitch girl but it's gone too far Cause you know it don't matter anyway Say money, money won't get you too far Get you too far she wants it yet yeah she isn't inviting it i don't, I don't think she never but got clearly to meet taylor people Smith. are making her the star of the story regardless you know so yeah. that's also strange like i would you know i feel like her story is kind of wild in and of itself let alone having to invent things about her no yeah i mean there's so many things that are completely unique about it still um anyway that's what i've been obsessed with no yeah i'm just lining up my my stories here i i agree gypsy rose being out is something i have slept on a little bit when she didn't meet taylor swift at that football game my microphone's like 10 miles away um then i was um like a little like oh i guess people aren't going to treat her like maybe she should be treated or something but I don't sound like I'm in a warehouse. Right. Okay. So, um, where am I going to put this? On the floor. Yeah. This one second. And then we'll get to the spiritual cult at the end because it'll probably take the most time. 
Okay. I accidentally... No. I, while editing the show, left some um, silence in it last week. Mm -hmm. uh, which I think is not actually silence. It's the tiptoes of little dog feet and um, <laughs> the sound of me like getting a soda. So it's fine. <laughs> it's a surround sound uh, audio experience. Okay. <laughs> I kind of hope it does pick up the dog, though. Oh, it does. It picks up her little, like, toenails on the floor, on the wood floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, here we go. The compression uh, gets rid of some of it, though, so it's not too bad. All right. I'm ready to do podcast. I guess, technically, it's been podcast for two minutes, so. Yay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I'm not going to read this. Let the body cameras. Okay. Uh, what is this? Episode. Let me look before I just say it. It's been. Or it will be. Episode. What was this last week? 81. So this is 82. Alright. This is episode 82 of Reality Issues, season 7, episode 6A. We'll try to split it up into two pieces this time. I usually forget. Hello, uh, and I'm Brian. Hello, Kathy. This is Kathy. Good morning, Brian. This morning. is Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I've always been hoping you'd say something like that. Um, so you may have heard us getting started already, but um, I think that a fun place to start today would be to mention let's see let me go to my twitter real quick and um oop, oop, uh huh here profile i'm gonna go to my likes and i bet you that will bring it up oh yeah so i uh i ordered the new apple goggles today at 8:01 a.m or whatever um, so we'll see how that goes. I'll let you know on February mm -hmm. 2nd. That should be something. Oh, yeah, here's this is what I want to talk about online. <clears throat> I'm going to read a uh, little bit of a quote here. Actually, I'm going to even skip the hotline, the headline here. We're going to go Fishwife, a trendy tinned seafood company was valued at around $5 million in Shark Tank, but the company founders, Becca Milstein and Caroline Goldfarb, apparently had a falling out. A little-noticed lawsuit over control of the company accounts was quickly settled last year. So that's the short version, but let me get into just, I just want to read up to like a certain point in here. Um, Fishwife, a company that sells whimsically illustrated cans of smoked tuna, sardines, and albacore tuna, was hit with By a... By the way, the, the, that, that opening phrase... <laughs> whimsically illustrated like... tins? It sounds like Willy Wonka, but for fish. Well, I also imagined, like, the Decemberists. Oh. <laughs> well, I kept thinking, like... Um... And, like, the polyphonic spree. You remember that era of music? Where, like... Yes. Everyone was wholesome and twee and like. Yes. Um, everyone we were, had it was like the ukulele girl yeah. era. Ukulele oh. girl era was a big deal. I remember the first time I ever saw ukulele girl was on uh, season two 
of the Vice, which used to be called, um, before Vice had like a video channel or a YouTube channel or um, really even their TV channel, they had this thing on their vice.com website, which was at that time just a spinoff of the magazine called vbs.tv, the Vice Broadcasting System. It had a bunch of really interesting programs that would eventually come to the Vice Network, including Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia, and, um, which is fascinating if you haven't seen it. And uh, it's, uh, Do you think the ukulele for ladies Hamilton? is like the fedora for guys? Yes. Uh, well, let me think. Fedora for guys. Uh, yeah, I guess, I guess there's no like female bad, hat equivalent. Right? Yeah. yeah, right? Because like, it feels like ladies aren't be wearing maybe, hats. Maybe ukulele girl is equivalent to Wonderwall guitar guy. Oh, yeah. Well, I would say this. There was a, um, it's almost like and the... And I, I don't mean to talk shit to any of the fedora wearers, ukulele players, or Wonderwall yes, coverers that I, I love in my life. Because I know that there are probably quite a few out there. I'm not trying to talk <laughs> shit. Um, Indeed, if I, if I had hands big enough to play guitar, I would 100% know how to play Wonderwall. For sure. <laughs> Um, I remember looking up the the street performer that was on that show. Uh, it was called Thumbs Up. It was about uh, that guy that um, the artist that got like a zillion dollars for painting that like uh, wall mural at Facebook. What's his name? David Cho. David Cho. He was the star of the show, and he would take. Um, I love the show. He would take, even though he's kind of like seems like he's an asshole now, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, he would like hitchhike across the country, uh, but mostly he would hop trains. Uh, it was completely fascinating. Um, he yeah, did, yeah, yeah. I remember this guy. He, he did, was on one of those Bourdain episodes. He was. In fact, I believe that Bourdain episode might have included a little bit of his his flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think it was in the Koreatown episode, actually. Yes, and he is a man who Big Bourdain heads over here on. Yeah, he's not like a chef. I don't think. Maybe he is, but he's like a food... No, he's like a he's street a f- artist guy. Yeah, and so he got, like, street... He has, like, street cred. Um, yeah. But he is a fascinating... Who was a fascinating individual on that show. I mean, he really did, like, hitchhike all the way across the country on trains, basically. Um, and met a lot of interesting characters along the way. And one of the people he met was this... Uh, I'll say girl, because I think she was, like... I don't know, 18 or 19. Shrimp girl? <laughs> she... Her name... If I remember correctly, was Rizzy Ukulele, and she shouted that out to him. She was like, "This is my Tumblr or my Live Journal or whatever." And I remember like going and like finding the songs that she was like performing on this on this like the side of the street in Las Vegas is actually where he was at that point. And I was like, that was the first time I ever saw the ukulele girl. But like moments after that, I feel like it was all very real in real life. Um, but I recently had that kind of like brain worm come up and I was like I wonder whatever happened to that person and I did all the Google searches and everything and, and uh, <laughs> they've dropped off the face of the planet so I can imagine what happened to them living on the side of the road in uh, Las Vegas 15 years ago mm-hmm. yeah um, but how about that in fact Hopefully I couldn't even find the music to a more trendy instrument yes um, like the keyboard that you blow into exactly the um, <laughs> Melodica? Melodica. Yes, the melodica. Okay, I, I, call it, I still call it the keyboard you blow into. Oh, so, as we were uh, to get back on track here, um, I'll start you. again. Fishwife, <laughs> a company that sells, as long as I have the article up here in front of me, I'll remember what we were doing. Fishwife, a company that sells whimsically illustrated tins of smoked salmon, sardines, and albacore tuna, 
was hit with a media elite and online hype beast from almost the minute it launched in December 2020. I'm paraphrasing, but that's fine. Co-founders Rebecca Milstein and Caroline Goldfarb landed a profile in Vogue on December 2nd, and a slew of media appearances followed from write-ups in the New York Times to a tastefully, one that I missed, from a tastefully muted shoot in Condé Nast Traveler under the headline, Meet the Women Making Tinned Fish Cool. In an interview with Nylon in 2021, Goldfarb declared, Tinned fish is the ultimate hot girl food, leading to a wave of trend stories about what was and wasn't hot girl food, which I'll, I'll save you at home, the me clicking on the links um, to go through. Mm-hmm. The buzz culminated with Fishwife appearing on Shark Tank's latest episode. <laughs> the brand, this is where it comes into reality TV, uh, where the brand hooked two investors in a deal valuing the company at $5 million. But the absence of one of the two beloved co-founders made some sense. Uh, made some sense. Blood was on the wall. That's a miswritten sentence. Anyway. Yeah, made it, it made some people sense. Yeah. that's. But that's, it would be... Yeah. Okay, continue. Yeah. Milstein said on the... <laughs> Milstein said in the ABC program that her premium preserved fish company... Which I love that there's a category of those premium tin fish as opposed to like this garbage tin fish. Um, I mean, this isn't your grandma's grown, sardines. Yeah, they've grown to $5.8 million in annual sales, and grandma wasn't make fi- making $5.8 million in annual sales. Not with tinned fish. No. We are Grandma didn't consider this hot girl food. <laughs> yes, and grandma she just was like, I want, I, I, that's what I want. I want. I want a 90-year-old woman, unironically, mm-hmm. to tell me that sardines are a hot girl food. You could do that. You could get that. I, I'm going to pay someone on Cameo to do that. <laughs> Let's do, we'll send it to them. And they'll be like, what? Could I have Liza Minnelli say yes. it? <laughs> we'll, get, uh, we'll get Will Arnett. No, he's only like 60. Um, it, yeah, not a hot girl. No, <laughs> but I was trying to think of the opposite of a hot girl and... Um, we are unapologetically flipping the entire seafood industry on its tail in a bold, beautiful, and brazen way. Plus, she added... Okay, I thought, I thought women shouldn't be eating a lot of fish because it, like, it, like yes. creates birth defects. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the, the, the heavy metals that are available... I poison in... my ovaries every time I eat an oyster. <laughs> yum, 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 yum. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. It's like the ice cream lady. Uh... <laughs> Plus, she added, the TikTok trend is hot girls eat tinned fish. And as we know, when, the, when a TikTok trend comes up, it is real life, it is real, yeah. and it is unquestionable. Her pitch landed her a deal with investors, uh, two of the investors on an episode that aired January 12th. I will point out that they're both the two female shark tanks um, picked them. So I don't know if the hot girl... Motor marketing worked with them. But Milstein appeared on the show without Goldfarb, casting a spotlight on a previously hush-hush beef between Milstein and Goldfarb, who also works as a TV writer and social media personality. Is it all coming together for you now? Yep. Okay. In July, Fishwipe and Gold... I don't think you should be allowed to operate a tinned fish cannery and also be a TV writer. Um, And the social media personality better fit into your advertising your tinned fish. 
Yeah, it has to. Otherwise, I mean, you have no commitment sense. to That's the That's why brand. it's hot girl food, right? Exactly. In July, Fishwife and Gold sued Goldfarb, claiming that she and her father were refusing to turn over access to the company's website, email, and cloud storage accounts in an attempt to get a bigger stake in the company. <laughs> I don't know if that's uh, a strong bargaining position. It's like pi- it's like it's like tin fish piracy. Yes, according it's piracy of more than 90 hours per week to the growing company, overseeing operations, hiring additional personnel and building a respected brand. I would say that your issue, in contrast, Caroline Goldfarb worked for Fishwipe for less than a year and for no more than a few hours per week. Okay. Uh, yeah, it seems like the problem was uh, not assigning proper split of stock when you created the company. But And also like um not putting in redundancies in your operation security for your files like yeah like you were a bit you're a company that had five million dollars in sales per year and you didn't have like properly like laid out like access for online files so we're like yeah like at at the place that i work (coughs) we are a small non-profit organization we do not have the budget that we don't have million dollar investors like Shark Tank or anything right. like that, right? But even we have, uh, I mean, and I say we have, like, I make it sound like, oh, wow, operation security or whatever. But you can just get this through Google Workspace. Like, Google yeah. Workspace literally, like, gives you permissions to the, like, org account or whatever. Yeah, and these so, are like, the administrators, these for, are the yeah. sub-users So, like, for safety purposes, you always set that up with, like, a third party. That's, like, easy. Yeah. The admin is always, like, the IT guy. Exactly. He doesn't give a shit. He just does what HR tells him to do or whatever. Yeah, exactly. The I- IT guy is kind of in his own little circle, so... He does not give a shit, right? No, he and usually... Goes, wait, what am I turning on and off? And exactly. he goes, okay, got it. And Done. most small businesses, easy. they don't even work on site. They're split between, like, five different companies or ten, fifteen different companies, so... Yeah. Let me... Uh, like, like we have it set up so, like, I mean, if I lost my laptop... We would just shut it down remotely, and nobody like it just wouldn't matter. Yeah. Like it would suck. It would be horribly inconvenient. But like that's the world we live in now, right? right? Where yes. like, oh cool, we'll just have the IT guy revoke your access because that's the master guy. Like no, like nobody at the company, no CEO should ever have like the IT. It feels like it feels like obvious, you right. know? Like so, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Yes. These are very. Sh- smart fishwives. <clears throat> no, they're not. Um, I was thinking about a time when I lost a laptop and had to shut it down remotely. Um, yeah, that sucks, right? Mildly, yeah. Wildly inconvenient. But if all your shit's in the cloud, right? This is what I mean. If it's all in the cloud, she can't steal it. You just have to change your password. But exactly. It's like, oh, y'all fucked up then. And then the fishwives... Um, hold on. There's a video we can hear about from them. I like their whimsical drawings up top. Yeah, I gotta turn the volume up there. Fishwife was founded by Becca and Caroline Goldfarb. Caroline Goldfarb is a pretty famous median. She used to have a great podcast with Esther Bitsky going up. She is pretty iconic. On- Kathy, no one's ever allowed to say we Fishwife used to have a podcast. We're keeping Becca this till we die. And when they started, <coughs> saw okay, so I just went to Reddit. Uh-huh. I know she's talking, but she's no, not I'll, saying anything I'll pause important. Her. Yeah. 
Um, I went to Reddit and typed in the word fishwife, hoping that there would be a fishwife subreddit, just yes. like there was one for Gypsy Rose. Yes. So I think I've told you this. I like I I've never really used Reddit ever, like other than like looking up like what's the best way to solve a transmission it issue on a like nineteen ninety seven Honda Civic or something, you know? Uh-huh. That kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with it. Anyway, no. uh, there are men, there are many fishwife uh, threads. No, There's, please, please feed them to me. Communities, <laughs> like, like I see you barking like a seal and clapping, yeah. waiting for sardines. I am, I'm uh, scanning. I'm the f <laughs> wait. No, feed feed me fish. Throw fishwife to my open mouth as I am a little seal. Hold on, let me see what else. Uh, so one, there is a, there is a four months ago a question about whether the fishwives, fishwives are engaging in deceptive marketing practices because they suspect that they are simply rebranding mm. normal ugly girl sardines. Yes, and I, I um, visually, did you see in that article here, I'll show you the image that I was looking at specifically. When we looked at um, here, you see like this is supposedly, you see, uh, can you see my cursor? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, these were supposedly fishwife foods. Now if you see, look at the salmon, the smoked salmon in the middle. If you've ever bought smoked salmon in a can uh, in water or oil, it will always look like that. So to me, visually speaking, there's no difference in that smoked salmon than any smoked salmon I've ever had in a can. Mm -mm. It's always cut like that. It's always packed like that. Visually, there's no difference. And mm -hmm. I, I see those like um, anchovies in a tomato sauce there too. Those don't look any different than any other anchovies and tomato sauce from Vigo that I've mm -hmm. ever got. That little rectangular No, you can. and I could go to like World Market or like Ross or like TJ Maxx, like any of those like home goods stores right now. Mm -hmm. And you and I could buy, like, a fancy fish can. It's totally fine. You know, it's a can of fish. So... And I mean, I guess, and I guess that's what I'm trying to, like, kind of understand. I feel like no matter how <coughs> gourmet canned fish is, canned fish is never as gourmet as, like, even... Real fish? Fresh fish. Yeah. I mean, what they've done is they figured, what's the version of this that we can sell over the internet? Oh, it already exists. And then we'll rebrand it as TikTok-friendly, like, hot girl food. And then all of a sudden, it's, like, got its own thing. Now, whether that was exactly their plan or not, they've embraced that as the situation. And now they're, like, now they have a subreddit about them. <laughs> the whole Well, the, whole, the subreddit I'm in is actually... Canned sardines. Oh, a subreddit for tinned <laughs> seafood enthusiasts. Hold on. I'm just I'm just reading directly from their description, Brian. I am not putting words. I just took a huge hit, and then yeah, you said canned seafood enthusiasts, and I just couldn't it help it. Their words, I, you know. So. <laughs> Hold on. Let can you, you can you link yes. me so I can scroll down this? Here, here, let me share screen here. Let's okay, yeah, here. yeah. Here, let me stop sharing my... Wait, here, here, hold on, where are we? I can't see. <laughs> where are my controls? There they are. Everyone at home, I'm drinking a 
Grapefruit Spindrift. Okay. Fishwife Panic. We need to talk about Fishwife. Enough is enough. Is Fishwife worth the hype? <laughs> Hold on. Uh, review 131. Fishwife smoked Atlantic salmon. See, so let's go check them out. Yeah. See, so you can see here the title of the community. R. Can sardines. Mm-hmm. Hello, where's my... <laughs> can seafood. Let me... Let me I, I love can having my little... My little wand. Where's the little... I'm just going to keep reading... Uh, annotate? Titles here. Had a trip to Costco. Made sure got my six-pack. Power, power breakfast sardine avocado toast. Yeah, they're really... These people are really taking it to every extent they can have. There we go. And so here's oh, a, I can... <clears throat> this is oh, a... look at this. You can use an arrow on <coughs> zoom, not just the little red dot. So you can point to the side of the package to indicate yeah, its perfection. Right yeah, this is yeah. it's, it's weirdly more intimate like, than the regular of... one. It's, it's kind of a... Which one do you like more, the red dot on Zoom for pointing or the white arrow for pointing? Um, I think the red dot gets my attention more. Yeah, I think so. Um, okay. Yes. So Thank this you for is playing along with me. Absolutely. This is review 131 by user O Manatee Tree. Um, fishwife smoked Atlantic salmon. Okay. We're I'm looking at the packaging. The packaging is definitely um, like Wait, let me go back. Goes there with is. the aesthetic that we've been hearing and describing. Yes. It's a very TikTok friendly aesthetic. Yeah. I also again it I is see a very throwback. much so. Yeah. Yeah, it totally looks like this is like like she should, she should be and, the Wilco lady. Yeah, like we're going yeah. back to you know we're we're gonna listen to a Decemberist uh, fishing shanty, like we're gonna we're gonna listen to something about a whale. So the OP writes, brand, fishwife smoked oh. Atlantic salmon, origin, Washington USA farmed in. Oh. Voroy, Norway, by Voroy Arctic, with a link to the farmer's website. <laughs> but they hand <laughs> hand in Bay Center, Washington, for <coughs> Shrimp Girls Incorporated. So what this reveals to us, everyone at home, is that they're they're a DBA fishwife, but they're actually Shrimp Girls Inc. Um, yeah. So let's just fishwife is the name of the thing yes shrimp girls is the company yeah if we were going to look at some court documents okay so like if they branched out of like tin fish and went to like <laughs> revolting the tin shrimp. um uh somehow expanded into a beauty brand right it, it might be like shrimp girls inc owns both yes it's yes like a subsidiary like an alphabet google inc. situation yeah yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Or like uh, the like the like Marlboro and all of the like uh, cigarette brands, how they had had to like rebrand as like oh, Altruvia yeah. or Altria. That's or true. Ulta or some shit like they that. They keep rebranding all the time. I mean, for all kinds of reasons. Uh, like British Petroleum became BP, and then it became the little flower symbol, like formerly yeah. known as BP or They're whatever. They really pulled a, like, a, a, a Pepsi Ultimate Universe or whatever yeah, on that one. Yeah, no, uh, British Petroleum took advantage of the Pepsi design document. 
<laughs> well, remember, let's not forget it cost like $25 million or what was it? That document? Yeah, who knows? There's a, there's a story out there that says like how much that thing costs. Um, okay, so here's what I love about the tinned seafood enthusiast that is posting here today. He doesn't just give us the details of the package and where it was grown. He goes on to share the packing code. Yeah. So in case we want to make sure that, like, so what if it's like a bad batch? And or something? this is also how we could do the white labeling thing that people do now, where they figure out. I'll, I'll get. I'll put a pin in that. We'll come back to the white labeling. But this is how you could uncover the secret of, like, what that redditor was accusing them of, which is relabeling someone else's goods. Mm-hmm. Is by purchased from umamicart.com, which appears to be a. Um, Probably some kind of online food. Oh, it's like a reseller. Yeah, I'll bet it's like a. Hey, come over here and buy a bunch of this crazy website. food. I'll bet you can buy pink sauce here. Yeah. You know, if I were this, to guess. This is like, oh, I, yeah. Do you think this is like a? Yes, you know, this is a viral foods website. I think. Mm-hmm. Look, I can get. Let's oh go my to god! Snacks. And this is to, for everyone at home. This website is the most TikTok aesthetic website I've ever seen. This is some real web 2.79. We're, we're approaching mm-hmm. web 3 here. This looks like what websites in the 1990s thought websites in the future would look like, though. Because they're also yes. stealing the 90s aesthetics. 100%. So. Just, just FYI. Look, I would actually like say. Pixel. This is pretending to be Fruits. If Fruits, the magazine... If Fruits, the fashion magazine, instead monetized its brand and sold kawaii snacks and shit it would be this so this is like the logical conclusion of it in in my head right like yeah and for everyone at home who can't see the list of products that they have um also they have like the you know how like back in the day podcasts would have a lot of like snacks the energy drinks sent to them and stuff like this is basically Mm -hmm. the store that sells all of those things Mm -hmm. yeah like if you could get those those weird Japanese sodas with the little ball at the top. Exactly, like exactly topic. what I was thinking of. I can't remember what it's called, yeah, but that's topic. A, yeah, they, it's in uh, the main character okay. in Ava drinks one. So we went to that website and we yeah. saw that's where they purchased it. Purchase date, March 7th, 2023. Best by date, November 11th, mm-hmm. 2025. Interesting for tinned fish, by the way. Yes. Because I think it's supposed to, like, literally last forever. It's supposed to be, like... Yeah, it's supposed to be, like, indefinitely shelf-stable, especially that smoked tuna stuff, or the smoked um, salmon. Like, it, it looks like it's prepared for the apocalypse. Price, twelve fifty for a three-and-a-half-ounce can, $3.57 per ounce, part of a four-pack sampler. Okay. Ingredients, Atlantic salmon, parentheses, fish... <laughs> Dark brown sugar. I wasn't sure what an Atlantic salmon was, but thank you. Salt. Garlic salt. Parentheses. Sea salt. Garlic. Salt. Modified cornstarch. Sugar. Parsley. Natural flavor. Extractives of carrot. And parentheses. Review date. March 21st, 2023. An ignominious date. um, Yeah, I mean, and only like, like two weeks after it was purchased... Yeah. See, like, yeah. Totally get jumping in on the freshness aspect of the canned fish. You know, you, you just don't want to wait. 
Do you, do you think you chill that first before you pop the can? Do you? What do you? You, wh you bring it to room temp, I think. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Review. Yeah. You know? I, I want also people I to this. know that this writer has actually written the word review, colon, and has put in review date, colon, <laughs> ingredients, colon. Like, it's not me putting no, It looks there. like, it, literally it, looks like a form. It, looks it looks like, like a form. It looks like a form. Yes. It looks, it, the reason my eyes glanced over it at first was because it looked machine generated. <laughs> Or, like, some kind of, like, Amazon readout for a description yeah. or something. But a man has typed all this. It looks like a feel. It looks like if I filled out a Google form. Yeah. It, which maybe he did for himself, his mass <laughs> yeah, collection of reviews. Yeah, maybe like, his whole format. Yeah, like... Just, <laughs> his, it is he, review 131, He makes all. his own Google form so that he can then copy-paste and, like... There's, like, a whole script he has so that he can make the Reddit I mean, post and insert <clears throat> the links and shit. Probably, hey, he, like, he's reviewed more fish things. than we've done podcast episodes, so... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, number 100. Yeah, this was review number 131. <laughs> This man's at it. He can keep to a commitment. You know, you and I record like once a week and shit, and we take breaks. But I want you to stop and think for a minute, <laughs> Brian. How often would you eat a can of fish if you had way your less, brother? way less, way less, like twice a year for fun, <laughs> not for sustenance either. Just for like, you know, that would be a fun. Take a couple bites of this, see what it tastes like, whatever. Okay, so like, what's crazy about this too, right? This that this person is seeking out 131 different varieties of tinfish. Just okay, and and I'll here. Let me let me just reveal this bit of information to you. This may be one of the most in a, in a in a podcast with truly, truly all kinds of timing and elements where things have just threads have come together perfectly. Kathy, I want you to go to my Twitter page and look at my most recent followed accounts. Uh, Tontantin will be one of those, and I want you to go just type in Tontantin, or, or it'll, it'll, be, it'll be there. Okay, okay. Tontantin. T O N. It's all one T -O -N. word. Uh, T O N. T A N. T I N. It's a Japanese man who is the number one. Yeah, that's him right there. You should follow. You have to follow because he is an expert follow. This man has, see, video, here is ramen review. 7,432. I just followed him today. I have been watching him for 15 years on YouTube. He has posted oh. a, 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 a exactly formulated, just like that man, but it's in video format. It's almost like 30 seconds. They're formulated exactly the same, and it's thousands of videos. You can go on his YouTube channel. Yeah. Hit um, yeah, shuffle. You're not lying. You can hit it's shuffle. Yeah. And he what, posts okay, them so the every fucking day. Every day. He's trying yeah. a new ramen, and he January rates them, 17th, reviews them, makes January a full 15th, video. It looks, like, it looks like January 16th he took a break, oh, okay. probably because it was like, you know, everyone deserves Picked a break. Takes a day off, there. yeah. But, I mean, this man is like a robot with posting this stuff, and he always Number has been. 7,432 is the latest one. Just give us a click on that. You can uh, take a little format. I, I've been championing this man for a long time. He's one of my favorite people on the internet because he doesn't speak. <laughs> he just posts his ramen. Every video is like this. This is his song. Yakult Menkyo Caden Soy Sauce Taste. This is so, a... 
We showed the package. We showed the, the package, reverse. Back of package, yeah. High rate detailed. Here's like the whole weight, energy, sodium. Purchased price with tax. And this is his theme song too that he's commissioned. The Tontantan song. Type of noodle, what ingredients. Mm -hmm. This is a totally normal ramen packet with like the little foil pack inside with mystery spices. Now we get to the fun part. Oh my god, he's gonna cook it in front of Every us. Every single so one like, is like oh this. We get to watch yeah, it boil. He gets, you get to see all the little packets go in individually, and sometimes there's lots of packets. It's all kinds of food. Yeah, because sometimes they have oil. Yes. And he does, um, he does like some, you know, yakitori and those other things as well, not just uh, ramen. But it's all basically the same. In terms of and he gives I never knew you were supposed to put the low powder into the bowl. I always thought you put the powder into the thing, into the kettle. Not the kettle, the pot. I did too. Until two I and a half out of five. Two and a half out of five, and he gives it... Oh. Two and a half stars with a two for a spicy rating. Yes. Wow. This is stunning. And so you can just, uh, yeah, click, uh, you know, shuffle on his channel, and essentially you'll just get, yeah, just infinite that. It, that is my favorite. Like, truly, if you wanted to like have a quote-unquote stoned viewing thing, is just go in that channel, hit shuffle all videos, and just let it run because it spans time. Like, you know, there's like since YouTube started, he used to post these on Google Video, and before that, he posted them on his own website in like QuickTime format, and he's since taken all of that content that wasn't on youtube it's all on youtube and so going all the way back to the beginning you can see what he was the stuff he was reviewing like 20 years ago it's crazy wow so that's um, i want to go i want to go to video number one i want to see how how far we've come from number one <clears throat> to number seven thousand four hundred and thirty-two. there I'll, t I'll tell you this there was a fan favorite um moment in thousands of the videos because he lived in this one apartment for the same time uh, for a long time and he would do this thing where he'd dump the hot water um when he was doing uh like yakitori you like strain it out they give you that little strainer basket and when the hot water would hit the this like the bottom of his metal sink it would like make it like do like Sizzle. a yeah like do like a uh, like a little pop it would like because of the temperature change in the metal yeah, yeah, yeah. and in like in every video that little pop sound would happen and he even would go with like a point of adding like a little like like graphic on screen when the sound would happen but people down in the comments would like type that in like looking for Who's it i mean that's how obsessed people get with like his channel yes. or you know it's great love it <laughs> an internet favorite review yes after my poor review of Fishwife's smoked albacore, mm -hmm. I was wondering if I was overly harsh, since I'm not a big tuna guy. Huh. So I wanted to give them a quick second Wait, chance. This is a man who doesn't really like canned tuna, but is reviewing 131 different canned fishes. Okay, we'll continue. <laughs> so I wanted to give them a quick second chance and grab their smoked salmon. Because mm -hmm. you thought that Armed. the gross way that they canned salmon with like, for anyone who hasn't seen, canned salmon is like totally different than canned 
tuna. First of all, the parts of the spine is included in the uh, in the can, so you had to watch out for that. But also, like they're cut in like steaks. <laughs> it's just gross. I wish. Yeah. Did they show? Here, here we go. Yeah, not good. Not good. I like it. No, I, I mean like it's it. delicious. It yeah. is delicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. It, the, having like the spinal column of a creature inside the can is a little, a little much. But I mean, all I mean, I mean all I mean, I mean if if one actually works and works with their food, yeah. Like let's say buys a whole chicken. Yeah, it's like eating a uh, buffalo wing, right? Yeah, it's it's like you know, like like you know, it's a little gross. It's weird, you know, like. Yeah. What am I judging? What am I saying? Are weird. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm just saying. It's all. It's. I agree, Kathy. It's just, it's just they're not appetizing pieces of fish, is what we're getting at, though. Yes. Like even <clears> though <throat> they're edible and tasty. Yes, they taste wonderful. In fact, uh, you know. It's not exactly cool. Look, it looks like bits of barf. <laughs> um, this one actually, to me, looks like some kind of a weird grub. That yeah. just is about to like form a cocoon. This one on the top sort of looks like the head of a shrimp. Or maybe like the front end of an annelid or something. Yeah, and this one look, look this one has this little bit of skin hanging off, which also makes everything look really like the skin. Like instead of being crispy when yeah. you like if you were like cook it or bake yeah. it, right? It becomes it's this like kind of this, like, like lifeless. Gooey. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, gooey really is the word. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nonetheless, uh-huh. this guy is a salmon guy. Yeah. So we're getting into his canned salmon habits. Farmed in Kvaroy, I don't know how to say that, Norway, by Kvaroy Arctic Link, and smoked and packed in Washington, USA, by the Econ Oyster folks. Okay. Peeled the lid back to reveal three nice-looking pieces of salmon with skin and good color. The exterior of pieces was firm from the smoke and moisture under the skin and on the interior. This one had seriously bold smoke flavor, and I found the salt a bit heavy-handed, but there was a hint of sweetness to help balance out the flavor. While I ate it straight from the tin. (laughs) Oh, a man of class and distinction. (laughs) Was he going to cook it up with some eggs or something? (laughs) Yeah, put it on, like, you could probably put it on a, a really good bagel. No, that's true. Actually, that would make a wonderful bagel. Yeah, that would be an ideal serving situation. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even some kind of a, um, maybe like a bagel, cr- like, cr- like crouton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With like a dill cream cheese. Yeah, you need some uh, like a a, fr- a fresh element. Fresh, yeah, some fresh chives. Yeah, I would actually perhaps. be into that. That sounds good. See, I don't even cook. And I still would not eat salmon direct from the tin. <laughs> it just needs, like, one other ingredient, dude. Just one. Yeah, a cracker. A cracker. Basic. Piece of bread. Yeah. Toast it. Toast the bread, even. Just easy. I mean, I've eaten sardines, anchovies. I like that shit. I'm not against it. I like it. I like to but imagine, from the tin? I like to imagine him Piece just bread. taking the can and, like, dumping it in his mouth. The oil just running down the sides of his face. No, we saw his little plate. We know that he's not a total animal. Yeah. Well, I ate it straight from the tin. This would be good flaked apart and scattered over a salad. Oh. To provide pops of flavor. Oh, a salad, you say, sal- sir. <laughs> sir, who eats everything from the tin. Tin. 
Uh, this was much, much better than their smoked tuna, and the fattier nature of salmon made for a much better mm. smoked fish. Mm. These are worth a try, but I think that the smoked sockeye from Wild Fish oh, is a to... much better tin, uh-huh. which is just a few dollars more, but for a can, that is twice the size. Uh-huh. Now, let me tell you what I appreciate most about this particular review. Mm-hmm. That ultimately gives you a plan of action. It tells you, yeah. no, you can try it. But for but bang for your buck, still still like you know still below. So I want to like, say okay, this cool. is one of my favorite reviews I've kind of read in a while online, just because it really does. Yeah, it solves your problem. Like yeah, you know maybe you came to this post somehow by googling or whatever, such as us. But here's the truth. Here's what you need to know. Now I'm gonna go to Wild Fish and find their delicious mm-hmm. sockeye salmon. Twelve fifty for a three and a half ounce can. That's this good. redditor says, "That's gonna be a no for me, dog." A real American Idol fan there. Yeah. <laughs> this other redditor writes, "That's some serious sodium content. Looks tasty though." Now, interesting oh. because I would expect canned fish to be salty. Oh. But the OP replies. Oh. The salt is aggressive and would be my biggest criticism. Left out of the review. Yeah. I went back and fished out my wild fish smoked sockeye tin. Maybe yes. could this guy a paid plant Please. for wild fish Oh, my. Sockeye? You know what? Dude, no. He is. He has to be. How many times? I want to, like, click on his user page and search wild fish and see how many. I went back and fished out my wild fish smoked sockeye tin, and it was 600 milligrams of sodium for a six-ounce can hmm. compared to the 900 milligrams Whoa. for the three-and-a-half-ounce of Fishwife. So, yeah, look, three-and-a-half-ounce, six-ounce, almost twice the size. It's completely different. A little bit different. more, but bigger. So, yeah, no. And then another Redditor writes, huge difference like totally in agreement so they're we're learning a lot from the canned sardines group no i here. love this this is amazing mm-hmm. i think i i think i have been persuaded to join oh the yeah canned no, sardines I, I am going to as well subreddit i you know i am eager now to try you know i'm not gonna dox this person i'm you know i if you go and, and search in your own how do you find their posts Oh, this person is truly a connoisseur. Look, they even are playing a ukulele in their user profile. Can oh. you see that, Brian? I see a fedora. Oh my <laughs> God, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. He may be a FARC user based on this username again. <laughs> okay, let's see. Uh, this person has, uh, ooh, time to eat. Another canned sardines Kathy, review. I'm, so, from I'm nine like, days my brain ago. is really wrapped around the fact that we predicted this whole thing and this man's wearing a goddamn fedora. Like, yeah, right. It's really. <laughs> we just Here know they it are all. Sharing a <laughs> recipe with Sicilian sardines got canned sardines 
make these Spanish sardines in tomato sauce. This person truly, this, this is... person is a, a canned sardine aficionado. Now I can see why they are able to eat and review so many uh, sardines. Sardines a la escaviche. Chorizo Spiced Mussels by Tiny Fish Company. They all have, like, yeah, this is another brand that could, you could, wow. Here's the other Fishwife Rainbow Trout Jerky Gems. Oh, hold on. Can you go forward on the images there and just, uh, kind of feel like I'm looking at pornography for some reason. I don't know why. It feels weird. (laughs) Like looking inside someone's life. Um, this is a this is a whole unboxing of the tinned sardine. Like what a beautiful box, huh? Plated very nicely. Look yeah. at all these. Yeah. Look at all this care. Can you imagine what this person's phone looks like? How many rejects of photos oh, there yeah. are? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For shellfish fans. Here's how the future of sea fish farming can help feed the world. They're, they're, they're very okay. dedicated. Yeah. They're very dedicated to the whole fish thing. No, it seems like it. Wow. Looking at his hauls, his fish hauls. Wow. There's the wild fish salmon. There's one, uh, one oh. up. Oh, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. This is... With Sichuan, so this is a fishwife oh. smoked Atlantic salmon with Sichuan chili crisp. This is a very hot item right now. That chili crisp. Oh, oh, that was no. There it is. He's the showing you the Oh, he's hiding. <laughs> Batch numbers, gotta have those. Oh. Bet you they're in there. Chili this. crisp. I see it. Oh. Yeah. Wow. This is um. Oh, there's a review. Here, I'll uh. I'll give this one a quick run here. Okay, let me let me make that larger for you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Let me look at the time. Yeah. Okay. I went into this with high hopes, as I love a good smoked salmon, as we know, and quite enjoy chili crisp. Oh, that's a now we know that about this man. <clears throat> After opening the lid, I did not smell the fish, only the chili crisp oil. Lovely. Overall, it looked like three chunks of salmon and soy sauce. The salmon was skin-on and brought some good fat to help with the texture and overall flavor. Yes, which, well, if it doesn't, if it isn't that gooey texture, that might be nice. The chili oil was the star and the flavor infused into the fish and made for a great dipping sauce. (laughs) No, see. It's fine. They're into it. You dip your bread in it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're 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 from Florida. How are you so anti-fish? I also uh, it's fresh fish. I guess I guess you know. Here's the thing. My you know I grew up my whole life watching uh, my father eat this stuff all the time, and he loves like you know that pickled herring that comes in either like water or that like cream sauce and stuff. He's into all that. I get it. I get it. There's something about the canned. I don't know. Maybe it's like. I don't know. I'll think about it. The heat here was not hot. More Sichuan pepper flavor than chili flavor. All in all, this was a delicious can of fish. But I think I like their smoked trout just a smidge more. I really want to like 
fishwife, but I keep getting hung up on the price. Even as a special occasion tin, I think there are better products at better prices. I also wish that they would be a bit more upfront with who they are partnering with. For example, after digging around, I am family s fairly certain that their salmon is farmed in Kavoy, Norway by Kavore. Kavaroy. Well, their Arctic fishing company. <laughs> it seems that Kavore Arctic is committed to doing things the right way. Why not publicize that? Well, he's raising his point from before that she's noticed. <laughs> I also question the logistics and finances of shipping salmon from Norway to Washington for canning. Isn't there not enough salmon to go around the Pacific Northwest? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sure I will keep coming back to Fishwife until I try all of their different items. The reason that I've been purchasing them from Umami Cart is because they sell single cans of Fishwife product. I am hesitant to buy three of anything I have not tried. Here's my ranking of their cans that I have tried thus far. Fishwife Smoked Rainbow Trout, number one slot. Number two slot, Fishwife Fly by Jing, smoked salmon. Number three, Fishwife Smoked Atlantic Salmon. Number four, Fishwife Smoked Albacore Tuna. This was so bad that I'm ranking it fifth, even though I've only tried four of their products so far. Wow. It's got this like weird little blink right there. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, this man is uh, a, a useful piece of society. Yeah. No, this is, this is, this, so this, this Brian has actually been precisely why I've been obsessed with Reddit lately. Yes. Because it's not the, like, it's not even the initial post, right? That'll, like, kick it off. It, it could be anything. It's just that, like, somewhere in the comments for some reason, and it needs to hit a certain threshold, right? So, like, and, and so, like, here here we have a post from <laughs> Sewing for Beginners, uh -huh. three comments. You know that that's a serious discussion. Yeah. They're not okay. goofing around. Not goofing off. Here, the DIY subreddit, this post has 400 comments. And so I venture that, yes, while there are serious answers for whatever the fuck is going on there's in the some question goofing. of this post, there's some goofing. And somewhere in here, someone is going to say something incredibly wild that is going to make you want to go check their page, check their post history, see what they've done. And you're going to realize that this person is insane. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I've been uh, checking out some things on Reddit recently. I'm just I'm not like posting anything, but I'm just like reading all the different stuff out there because I keep coming to points where i wish i could get information like it used to be on the forums but now like nobody uses the forums so basically well not a, you know not as obviously not as many people um so you can get into more niche topics and uh it's been really interesting to be like huh well i'll just go to the reddit for this thing or see if there is a reddit for this thing and be like what are people talking about you know like what films by this director are people like into these days or like even just like is there a reddit for this movie from like this really specific movie sometimes there is sometimes there isn't and it's actually really fun to like look up those things and then like you said yeah then you can go to the user page and see all the other things they posted and yeah it's just wild. if i posted on reddit i would i swear i would have different accounts siloed for like different topics or something like that because i would want to like not oh, yeah, imagine no, the that someone that can do that to me. The one that I have on my laptop is not the one that I have on my phone. It's just they're different. 
And yeah. Yeah. I don't even remember making the one on my phone. I couldn't log in. Like, I was like, oh, I don't remember what the password is. And then I was like, well, I can't log out of this one now. It was like, whatever. It was like <laughs> I... I also feel like if you're going to show up somewhere and be like, hey, I have this really weird thing growing on my leg. Can anybody help me out? <laughs> like, I don't know that I want that necessarily in the same place where I'm like, oh, yeah, here, I can tell you about how to fix that hole in your in your pant leg <laughs> it feels very different no yeah reddit is a very interesting place i mean it used to have a certain reputation it still has a certain reputation different reputation but equally as uh whatever it um we, we imagine the redditor in our mind the average redditor who's posting the man wearing the fedora or the you know the ukulele wielding uh performer of youtube uh ideation um you know, but I'm also not in our otaku or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm totally in the like. Yeah, we're not going to the hell dump two thousand level of, of Reddit, which yeah, certainly no. exists. Yes. One hundred percent. But otherwise, it's like, oh look, how do I fix a hem? Or like, I don't know. Here's something just, I uh, made. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like I, I feel like that's how that that's how like I, I know I'm old is because like that's how like the only way that I want to engage with the internet now. It's like, uh, mm -hmm. like I mean, let's say that I want to find all of my favorite Richard Attenborough nature clips. So that Brian can use the video for a fake AI voice version. Richard Attenborough, naturalist, is he an actor? He was the guy from Jurassic Park. No, what was the guy? Uh, what's oh, the David, da his brother, David, oh, David Attenborough. Yeah. They were brothers. Yeah, they just couldn't. <laughs> I like, wait, there's I a Reddit. Hold on, I just saw when you were typing that in. There is a Reddit called, Is Attenborough Alive? Where oh, people, wow. is it like that Abe, it's like the Abe Vigoda one. Is Abe Vigoda still alive for all those years? It was no, and then they updated it. A community for everyone who needs to be reassured of the continuing life and good health of national treasure, Sir David Attenborough. Feel free to post any news articles that scared you into thinking otherwise. <laughs> How about my, uh, my Three AI days ago, still kicking on. Here's a nice photo. <laughs> I love him. He's a wonderful man. He's done uh, more to protect nature than probably many people ever could so he always dresses so sharp and a young attenborough wow how spry he <clears throat> yeah if you go back and watch his uh his apes documentary he made in the 80s he's quite a he's like an attractive he's like you know at that the peak of his you know conventional yeah, no he, he's he's a dapper television personality i mean for a brit you know <laughs> you know <coughs> I mean, they're all still a little funny. <laughs> yeah, no we all we all know, we know why they all have those like. Uh, they're all like isolated. Uh, what's on an the What's the word? Sakes, uh, okay, there's only so far those anti-symmetrical. The their faces are anti-symmetrical. Is that would be the description? They have lovely teeth, folks. That's what I'm saying. Like I mean. <laughs> see, so like we're beautiful pictures to, of see, symmetry. Let's be real, okay? So according to the British publication The Sun David Attenborough was mm -hmm. hot when he was younger and fans are freaking out okay but check oh, this out wow. 
Yeah. Now, I'm not trying to be <coughs> mean to David Attenborough. These photos that have apparently thrilled fans, they show a single little nipple on this scrawny little Brit boy. And again, I'm not trying to talk shit. Um... Steve Buscemi, young Steve Buscemi, maybe yeah. not in the face, but in the body, right? Thin, lithe, lanky. Yes. Um, I I don't see even. Um, I mean, here he is as a gentleman. But here he is working on a topless, working topless on a boat. <laughs> I like how it says that in the fucking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is a great article, actually. <laughs> Zoo Quest made him Zoo a star. Zoo Quest, okay. Zoo Quest. See, but so okay, so this shirtless one, okay. I guess there's four of these. Let's see. Oh, rude. Yeah. See, so shirtless Attenborough on a boat. Yeah. I don't. It's, this is what the Brits consider hot. <laughs> a sort of scrawny man. <laughs> I don't. I'm just saying. Mild it's muscles. Not even Sean Connery. He doesn't even really have definition of any kind. It's more just so you can no. see his ribs. You can see his ribs. It looks like he really needs to eat some he's, cans of tin. He's been on fish. a ship for too long. <laughs> David goes topless as he works on a boat. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> and fans are freaking out. No. No. No, no, no. See, look. These pics of young David Attenborough require your attention now. It's literally what it he's, says. I didn't make that up. I can't believe like, I didn't make yeah, that up. No, he looks like he looks like a <laughs> high school kid who just got a job narrating the jungle. This is like inappropriate. Like, <laughs> I mean, I know he's like 25 or something, but like. No, look at these little look at these little legs. Yeah, he has like he legs. needs to eat some tin fish for <laughs> real. Like, and no you wouldn't ass, imagine like, it because looking at him to of any kind. Looking at him today, he seems like, you know, an average-looking man. He doesn't seem like a, a skinny man. I need you to see what it says right here. It's uh, this photo of him wearing Princess Diana's dress. <laughs> <laughs> that is what Princess Diana looked like when she went on safari. <laughs> yeah, she went to, like, South Africa or something, and she was wearing a weird safari outfit. She was, anyway, yes. That was, the they, put that, they put that in the crown, too. <laughs> she was wearing like a zebra outfit yeah anyway right here it says insert fire emojis here now i gotta tell you <laughs> this is a sweet article <laughs> now i respect david attenborough quite a bit and i routinely put on the planet earth series to fall asleep when i'm having really bad nightmares yeah it's very no i agree i i um david okay, attenborough here he is he just he, Here he is puts stuck in the hypnagogic state. Oh yeah, look at this. He had to take now some clothing off. Yeah, he's mud wrestling with his shirt here. <laughs> this is amazing. I can't believe this footage. Oh look, here he is handling with his giant snake. <laughs> to our listeners, he is indeed handling a big, large snake and the... a constrictor of some kind. Yeah, that's not a joke. Uh, and then there's the subtitle, he caught this with his own hands. Yeah. If this was HD quality, I bet we could see the contours of his chest <coughs> as they caption a photograph of 
us essentially peering down into his bosoms, like if we were perverts. <laughs> if, like, we, if we had the the uh, the female version we were, like, of the two male feet gaze. Tall and, like, Notice I didn't say the female gaze. Just yeah. Oh yeah, here he is petting a capybara with the caption "Marry me, teary smiley eye emoji." <laughs> here's the here's the ship one. Yeah, no, I just <laughs> Lucy Woodham. <coughs> Lucy Woodham at, at the tab. You are is uh, quite a character. Yeah, oh, she, she has an X profile. Let's see. Let's see if she posts today. Yeah, like she, Chef Adam from Below Deck. What's she Instagram, tweeting? Oh, below. Drive to survive. Yeah. No, she, I mean she loves reality TV. I mean she's one of us for sure. Oh know? wow! But Look at this though. Tab, t the tab makes them classify uh, reality TV as trash. There's news and uh -huh. trash. News, <laughs> trash. Wow. What does that Meghan make us? Meghan Markle and Oprah news. News. Trash. Uh, Jessica from Married at First Sight Australia says she wants to go on Love Island UK. You can't do that. Love Island, uh, for fans at home who don't watch Love Island, and I watch both of those shows, in fact, um, uh, people on Love Island have to never have been on something before, I think. I think that's the case. Like another re a dating show. Although there is actually a show for people who have been on other dating shows. Have you have you heard about this? I think it's currently on, too, still. A dating show for other dating show alumni. Yes. It's called... Um, is I, it called Sloppy Seconds? <laughs> I think it's called Sex on the Beach. Um, oh. I like my name better. <laughs> oh, no. second. It might be Second Chances or something like that. I'll look it up. Yeah, Sloppy Seconds is what it should be called. Um, God... I've been watching, I forgot to mention this, uh, everyone at home and, and to you, Kathy. I've seen like three seasons of Married at First Sight now, at least. Mm. Um, might start a fourth soon. That show is, no show has ever done more damage to the cast, I think. I mean, they're not getting like physically beat up. But I think their brains are probably pretty scrambled by the time that the show's over. And also, I will add this statistic that I recently found out. There have been, I believe, 59 couples go through the process, something like that. Wow. And only 12 are still married. So they're batting below, like, a batting average. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Um, well, it's kind of like this whole thing we were talking about, like, with Gypsy Rose, that she really shouldn't be in the spotlight. And people shouldn't be trying to put her in a spotlight, and she should probably stay away from it for a while, regardless of all else. I couldn't imagine trying to make a relationship work, literally having to do the whole entire courtship, the getting to know you, the struggles of like, oh, now we're like a couple and having, you know, arguments and tiffs about small things, big things, little things or whatever. There's no way. And then everyone's gossiping about you online. Like, why would anybody want that? Hmm. I don't get it. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, it's one thing to be like, oh, like, can you survive on this island for like 40 days without bathing? I feel like that's one thing. Well, let me explain, like, 
Well, how about this? What if you had to be on a reality? I don't know if I've ever asked you this, or you ever asked me this. If you had to be on a reality show, like what? What would you want to be on? It's fun. I can't believe we've never said that before, but yeah, I guess that's a great question. I mean, I mean, the reality is the reality of it is is that I would I certainly wouldn't want to be on like a dating show. That no. seems really. No. Um, I mean, like not a... just because like I'm a married woman. It yeah. just, like I said, like it just. There's, there's no way you're actually doing it for love. I feel like there. That's actually kind of the whole point of all of these dating sites or these or dating sites. I mean, all <laughs> of this shows. shit, right? Yeah. Dating shows, right? Which is like, there's no way you're actually doing it for the love of Brett Michaels or because, like, I'm supposed to somehow believe also that like. Um, uh, what is it? The Love is Blind show, right? Where they date each other behind the pods or whatever. Yes. Like, and they're all like, they're all like these Instagram hot yes. people. And yes. they're all coming to the show going, yes. oh, it's just so hard to date. And I'm like, I don't believe that for you. Not for a single fucking moment. Like, if it's hard to date, it's because you are hard to date. Right. Yes. Like, because otherwise you have all of the advantages of being instagram hot being able to be picky right because that yeah. that's kind of that's really ultimately what that affords you right yeah. is um you have the the social cachet to be able to turn people down honestly and so you mm. would think that if they were like instagram hot models and they were just literally having to beat people off with a stick or whatever that uh -huh. it would be fine you know i feel like that's a very different struggle than let's say not traditionally hot people even or normal human beings who aren't like yeah i have like four hundred thousand instagram followers and i would and say like, in that tier system you just created there are almost no average people on love is blind so that's actually kind of like the funny thing about it all the people on love is blind are at least average conventionally attractive but usually at least I would say it airs on the higher side of like above conventionally attractive, mm -hmm. which is well, ironic like, given the context of the show. Well, and it goes also to what, uh, um, our, our, our patron Saint, uh, Daniel, uh, Danielle Lindemann said in her book, right. Hmm. Which is that all of these dating shows, what they really do more than anything is reinforce the heteronormative status quo of what a dating show is. Right. Because even most of the shows are still not bi. They're still not queer friendly, right? The first bi show was still Tila Tequila's show. That's right? true. Right? Where yeah. she, you know, and there hasn't been a bisexual, queer oriented dating show in the same way um, that pushes any of those boundaries. Or at least has had any exposure, like, you know, like. Yeah, or has reached, yeah, mainstream success, right? right we're, we're not talking about those shows, right? Even if there's, like, a RuPaul hosted one, right? Which I believe there might be. Or, like, a web show with, like, 5,000 viewers. That doesn't count in my mind. Right. Yeah. Not the same thing, right? So I, I think those, those, or, or it turns into porn gimmick. That as well. And that's I, the other <laughs> end of it that's always been part of it is, like, when it's gotten there, it's been under that context. But I still think there's, like, plenty of room for any of that on TV. Mm -hmm. um, it just hasn't been made yet. They'll figure it out eventually. They will, but, I mean, I guess, again, right? I don't know like, why it's, it's taking It's why so those shows are so weird, because it's still, like, I, I don't know. It just, I don't, I, I just, I don't see that for them. I, I don't see them experiencing um, 
I'll say the actual challenges of relationships, they're dealing with these like invented scenarios of relationships that aren't real, right? They're like, you were staring at the six other girls who sit around the pool 24 hours a day. Like whose life is like that? I have to get up and go to work. Like, what are you talking about? You know, yeah. like, yeah, you, you know, know what I mean? I'm thinking like, about that's like, why it feels like, like Lo real. Love Island is supposed to be, you know, they always talk about how Love Island is supposed to be a, uh, an accelerated version of the dating process because it's all mm -hmm. you, the only thing you have the opportunity to do is to talk with these other people in your little area and you just basically kill time by chatting and then maybe you fall in love or, or whatever. And like, but yeah, like you just said, that's not a real life at all. And so while my favorite couple who were on Love Island did get married and still are, um, like 95% of couples at the end of a season are not together anymore. Or, or even a lot of like the second and third place couples are still together, which is really funny. Um, but like the winning couples, there's a much lower chance, mm -hmm. maybe because of the pressures involved or whatever, but um it's it's really funny to think that you know we we even like why do we even pretend it's about love then on those shows yeah if we like well, know I that it's I like pretend well I, I i don't know if they're pretending. the title of the show pretends that it's the title of the show pretends right but um i, I guess it'd be um let me see. When I remember when those those like blind date, eliminate like uh, like those shows that were like also right kind of mainstream for a little while yeah. in those like early two thousands. Definitely. Um, I remember my brother and I joked about we. So there was a show called Eliminate, and that was basically what it was. Was like you'd go on like you were. A straight person i guess a lady and you'd have like four dudes going with you on the date and the first thing you do is like we're gonna go go-kart racing and then they'd all like spend like i don't know 30 minutes together and then at the end of that time she'd have to eliminate one mm. and therefore and each round would have to keep eliminating until finally she wound up with one guy let's say and then they would like pay for the next date or whatever the you know you win a restaurant date get the fuck out of here right yeah um and then so on and so forth with a variety of like contestants right and uh, it was at that time that there were also a lot of pharmaceutical ads and there was a herpes medication called something elimitrex i think is what it was um and it was always on and it was always airing in between the commercial breaks for these dating shows because it was also the era of when like once it got too late the cable channel would turn over to the girls gone wild um infomercial that would play for like six hours from like 4 a.m or whatever oh yeah that's and what then the tv Maroon was for would wake you up because you passed <laughs> out like high on the couch you'd be like fuck Oh Let me God. switch it over to the rotisserie thing before my parents walk in. They think I'm being a pervert. You know? <laughs> Just fell asleep watching Comedy Central. What's up, guys? Yeah, like, it's all fine. Because that's literally... Anyway, yes. That's Set it and forget it. Shout out to people who remember that shit, you know? 
Here, have... Uh, well, no. We used to call this show Elimidate. We used to call it Elimitrex because they basically just oh. blended. And it was like, yeah. because that's essentially what we felt the show was doing. It was like Tinder before there was Tinder. Yeah. And it was like, that's what it was. Like, pull like, up yeah, a hot clip. singles looking to fuck in your area. Maybe like, that's how we... It's just that the veneer of, like, respectability where it used to be the dating game, you know, like... Where it was like, yeah, we went out on a date, and he like held my hand, and then the audience goes. Do you want to uh, pull up a clip we can end like this part A on? Oh yeah, uh, like uh, eliminate. Yeah, that would be like a good way to like close out it like that. Let's see that. Yeah, let's see. There's got to be videos on the YouTube somewhere. I feel yeah, like it's oh probably one of those shows that's had like multiple iterations as well. Wow, do they have a whole fucking They have a YouTube channel. channel. I think okay. they post full episodes. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. I'm trying to look over like, yeah, like <clears throat> Are they, but I guess I'm trying to figure out if these are new episodes yeah, like or it says like from the early 2000s or something. Yeah. We could probably look from the fashions and stuff. I bet you would tell yeah. us. Oh, okay, he has okay, a. Well, I'm just gonna look at that. Uh, he's the wearing those puka, puka beads. Oh, so I'm gonna. One, we two, both three, identified four. the puka beads. What are you guys thinking of me? Am oh I yeah, the guy that you're Nah, sorry. Whoa, where'd that come from? He's kind of a tool. Could it have been? Does it bother you that I keep looking at your boobs? So I was like, <laughs> maybe it was. You clicked the, the perfect one, Kathy. Noise the hell out of me. Three of the X. But does anyone want the date? I'm going to eliminate myself because you are a loser and I'm not wasting any more of my time here. It all starts now. Eliminate. One, two, three, four. Eliminate. <laughs> yeah, that's totally the early hey, 90s MJ, Not only am I the best bartender in Milwaukee, but I am the best looking also. You sound like you just drank the bars. Milwaukee. Got some old-fashioned here. I just grab a mixing tin, shake up a little green June bug, serve it to her, and tell her it's le jus de mort. The a little Milwaukee's mort. best here, ma'am. Even if the girl that likes to get pounded all the time, if they if they at least look innocent, I'm intrigued. Excuse me? like to get pounded all along. I don't know if my eyes could open wide enough for that, like... Milwaukee. We're at the safe house. It's a spy-themed restaurant. I want the girls to meet with each other first before I walk in because I want them to size up the competition a little bit. I am right. Now, this I'm a little is amazing. worried being in Wisconsin that the girls might be a little pudgy. I can dance the pants off of any girl in Milwaukee. He just accused I'm the, the Milwaukee girls of being fat. My name is Emily, and not only am I smart and funny, but right now I'm not wearing any panties. <sighs> I'm. I can't stop to react because there's no time. It just keeps happening. I love to eat cheese, but not date it. My name is Lexi, and I'm your typical Wisconsin cheesehead. Kathy, can we make a podcast where all we do is like watch episodes of this and make relaunch relaunch that? Oh, you know, you look just like Thelma from that movie Scooby Doo. Oh my God, she can call me Thelma all she wants. At least I don't make my own shirts and go to hoedowns. I've competed for guys before. It's all about the challenge, and that's what I'm here for. My name's Elisa, and I work at a tanning salon. I'm Lexi. Nice to meet you. You are? Alisa. Alisa. Oh, nice to meet you. I'm in the club right now. I like your hair. It's so pretty and curly. 
When Elisa walked out, I was like, oh, look, we've got a perm chick on our hands. Hey, I think the 80s called, and they want their hair cut back. I like to work out a lot. I'm pretty, pretty strong girl. <laughs> this is amazing. My name is Dana. If these girls get in this my way, I'm going to knock D, them out. Sweet D from fucking Always yeah. Like, I don't know. Nice. It really <laughs> does. Family. Dana. Not her, but nice totally her. Nice grip nice there. Dana almost broke my hand when she shook it. It's still hurting right now. When Dana came out, woof. I would not want to bring that home. She's beefy, beefy, wow. What's for dinner? Beef. <laughs> what? Build up, I'm getting excited. I want it to be a little James Bond style where I come through a secret passage and just walk in and the girls start fighting over me. Oh, look at him. He's styling it. All right. Yeah, I don't don't like that. Yeah, that's very some real presidential behavior if you catch my drift. You guys ready? Yeah, okay. I think we need a drink. Shall we? Yes, we shall. Take a seat. All right, thanks. Where are you guys from? I think if you had a little different music track over this, it would seem a lot more predatory. Really? Yeah, I got SMU. The music's yeah. really so keeping it. Uh, Sociology. Oh. Good deal. Keeps me interested, you know. That's cool. <laughs> what do you do? Uh, I just graduated from UWM, so right. I'm a successful career woman now. Okay, Brian, I'm gonna pause that there mm -hmm. for our listeners. Yes. What they need to do is they need to go to YouTube. Yes. And they need to type in eliminate, E-L-I-M-I-D-A-T-E. -E. And they, too, can see the 4,752 installments of them uh, boiling water to make ramen. <laughs> Indeed. Yes, this has been a perfect collection of, um, of, of material here. And I have, uh, in, in Part B, we'll have tons of... Uh, Local news elements, including how the lakes and water, bodies of water in Florida are filled with vehicles filled with bodies. Okay. Let me go ahead and Listeners, close this. Listeners, we'll see you in like two seconds. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. I'm just going to sit right here. In a few days. Yeah, we're not actually going anywhere. You guys are disappearing, though, which I, is funny. Yeah, it, it is funny. Ideally, you'll get this at some point, and then some more time will pass, and then you'll get what you're about to hear. And also, here's what the other crazy thing when we're saying this, Brian, uh -huh. we're not actually talking to our listeners because they're not listening to us right now. That's true. So they won't listen to it, of course, until a tree falls in the woods. That's whoa. Yeah, you could be listening to this two years from now. Yeah. Hello. How's it and like? here we were still talking to you are from the past. Are you looking at this through archival footage? Did everything really happen? Was that Civil War movie real? Are we the only people 700 years from now that have talked about Eliminate and somehow our recording has... I always wonder about that. Not like the near future, but what's like, you know... Oh God, I'm getting into something new. Okay, hold on. I have to just... Okay, pause. Okay, bye. bye. She must have